Hi, this is Serena Vincent, and you're listening to Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. Now, finally to conquer Earth. Alpha, Rita's escaped. Recruit me, podcasters with attitude. Power Rangers in Cyberspace. Welcome again to Power Rangers in Cyberspace, episode 29. 29, guys. Two niner. That's that's, that's a two. Yeah, that's a two and a nine. I'm trying to think of what the binary would be for 29 because I'm such a nerd. I don't want to think about it. It's uh, it's, It's a lot of lines and dots. No, you're thinking of Braille? No. Binary is zeros and ones. Zeros and ones, I meant that. Yeah, like remember the uh, universal time travel mm-hmm. code that was tattooed on Fry's ass? Mm-hmm. Anyways, so, Anthony, it's been a couple weeks since we've talked. Yes. It's been um, probably a day or two since cu- since customers, since listeners have, well, listened to our voice. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. What do you have, young sir? So I figure just to kind of bring us in for today, just something to talk about is I was thinking about the mentors of these teams, these Power Rangers teams, these mentors. And I always just wanted to kind of like, I guess, I don't know, something to, to bring us in and kind of get us back into talking because it's been like three weeks since we recorded. True. I don't know how the hell you cut a movie into three parts, but you did. Magic. I don't know how you did that, but you did. It, well, there's three there's three acts in a movie, and I got tired of hearing you and I talk for 30 minutes at a time, so. So, we, um, so I figured something to just kind of bring us in and bring us back before you, we start talking about something big and important will be uh, for us to go over our three top mentors, masters, team lead, I don't know, not really team leaders. Uh, guidance, more or less, for the teams. And I anticipated you to bring in Sentai people. If I assumed you were gonna, but I didn't know. I didn't even think of that because I didn't. But I, I didn't because you've not seen them. and You've seen less Sentai than I've seen the later Power Rangers seasons. But at the same time, I've not seen many of the Sentai, only maybe three or four of the seasons. So I didn't. I didn't even think that way. Okay. Anyway, so uh, let's, I guess there's somewhat of an order of a buildup for my side of my list of my top three. And what's your criteria? Criteria would be, I don't know, overall enjoyable. That's really, who did I enjoy? I feel my favorite, my top, they're not the best. I think these are my favorite. Go for it. So I have Sensei Kanoi Watanabe. From Ninja Storm? From, From Ninja Storm, yeah. Uh, I felt like he was humorous. I thought it was kind of funny when they brought him in, when or when uh, they introduced him. He was, I think, one of the first like see like heavily like CGI character. He was the he was a hamster. hamster. Okay. Who ends up being the who was the father of the the brains behind the Power Rangers, and he ends up becoming the father of the Green Ranger. Cam. The samurai. Yeah, Cam, the samurai ranger. The guitar ranger. Yes. <laughs> Which I don't remember that episode, but so dumb. You said it happened. But I listen. I like that season. I thought it was cool because there was like the bad rangers. It was kind of like oh a, the twins, they, the the twins. That's right. That didn't look like any that that didn't look like each other. But I think what I think that's called I, fraternal twins. It is a thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. But like, they really didn't look like each other at all. They look like not related. Adopted. They yeah maybe. And then um, they had, I think what else I liked about that season was the uh, the chess pieces for the Zords unlock little extra mini Zords, kind of like the mini cons from Transformers. Oh, oh, I've seen, I haven't seen this whole season, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they had little extra power-ups and, and whatever. Yep. And it was kind of like how they would get new Zords, but they were like little weapons. kind of weird. Yeah. You know, they didn't do it as much in Power Rangers, but... Uh, was it Megaforce and uh, uh, the name is escaping me right now uh, the Sentai which did it better they did 
a lot of the same thing, but they would call on these, they called them headers in the Sentai, and they were basically attachments on the end of their blasters that would give them extra power-ups for busting, not busting ass, yeah. cracking skulls. Yeah. I think it was kind of cool, and I, I guess, um, that, I mean, I liked that season overall, and it was enjoyable, so the master of the sensei came off good, and I was kind of like, I really liked him. He was funny, he was quirky, he had that dad, that sternness, but, I mean, as a kid... How could you not like the adorable little CGI hamster? Well, and do you think that he was a better mentor because the main villain was his brother, mm-hmm. who was played by the same guy? Yes. Yes, it was. He also gives you like a, uh, of the episodes of, that I've seen him, not the CGI hamster him. Mm-hmm. He he comes off as like a real deal. Like I run a, I run a kick-ass shop. I run a... But like ca- I, shit stomping. I, I teach kids to beat each other. He runs a, a not a dojo because it's much bigger than a dojo, but academy. Uh, yes, he gives authenticity to his character's role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he does. Yeah, I can go along with that. What was uh your th- did you did you have a list at all or not? Well, because I haven't seen all the seasons, I actually went to the good old Wikipedia, actually Ranger Wikia, and I pulled down the list of all the mentors. And I'm going to go on what I know. And I might not know the character backstory. I might not know this, that, or the other thing. But I'm going to go kind of like the way they look for, for most of these. Because about a third of them are sixth rangers or extra rangers. Like Tommy in uh, Dino Charge. Dino Thunder. Uh, he's not yeah, he's, he, he's not one. He's my second. He's my uh, second on my list. I'm, I'm going to go. Actually. I, have, I, don't, I don't have these ranked. But as far as the way he looks, I'm going with, with the dog. Oh, Anubis Kruger. Yes. You know, he's one, he's keeping it 100. And, and I don't know what that means because I'm 34 years old, but he had 100 on his thing. And I hear, I know people say keeping it 100. I, that was SPD. I haven't, that was, that was uh, just as I was falling out of it. Well, and SPD had awesome outfits plus yes. the SWAT team mode, which is like, we're going to come and fuck shit up. Yes. Cause they all got like amplified guns too. On the outside of their helmets, they had the mic that wraps around your ear mm-hmm. outside of their helmet. It's just, a, it's aesthetic, but it's yes. like, like you almost expect them to hear like Biggie's kicking the door when they're like going mm-hmm. to rec shop. Yes. Plus, how do you cram a dog snout into a helmet? His ears. They never explained it. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, there's a couple of them. Well, what's, what I thought was great was, all right, cool. We kind of jumped the shark with the Sixth Ranger being the dog. Yeah, but that I was a it. badass dog, too. But wait, but wait, wait. We already jumped the shark. Guess what would be even cooler? A cat seventh ranger. Was there, was there a thing? Yes. Yes. Who, who, who's that? Um, it was like the medic of the team or the, the girl, like the, the one that like kind of like helped them. Like, like she was like she worked with the dog. Oh. And um, they even played like the whole dog and cat liking each other kind of romance type thing. And. When he went into battle, she like... Oh, how goofy. Oh, it was funny. And then, but they did have a cat ranger. Yes. And I remember this is when I when it kind of clicked that, oh my God, one of the TV shows I like is in New Zealand because I brought it up to you. Oh, yes, this because one. Because she plays on another show that I really like, No Many Johnsons. I'm looking for a picture of this cat. Is that the white one? Oh, oh, I see it. It's like the orange one. Or... Yes. Huh. Yep, white. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty. No, this one has another one, like an eighth ranger though, a white one or white and on the left side it's not white. It's oh, like black. he's like a the. Oh shoot! Is he like a auxiliary ranger? Like he shows up and like it's like I'm gonna kick some ass and then leaves. He was Sam. I don't remember. I... Kind of like Robo Knight in which one was that? Uh, Megaforce. I don't know. Um, I think maybe that was him. I think he was the sixth ranger. Yeah, I'm not sure which. I mean, he doesn't have a number on him. He's just like, here I am. I didn't even think about that one being a a cat. Because like orange, yeah. orange is always like a joke color anyway. Like that one dude that was, he got a, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody's a power ranger where he's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. the orange ranger. And he really wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. This one's, uh, this is the one where they, right before they started doing all HD, right? Still square screen? I, and if you don't know, you don't know. I'm just curious. No, I think oh, that 
the square screen went out a little bit before this. Yeah, that, that could be true. Yeah. But after this one, I picked uh, Dino Charge. For Tommy. With Tommy, with Tommy Oliver, and I think it was just no-brainer, like Tommy Oliver. Come on. He goes from bad guy to good guy to six ranger to team leader. To in a half in a in not quite a full season. <laughs> to like permanent ranger. Like there was a moment where he got stuck in the ranger form. I remember that. In Dino, and I thought it was so cool. And like I said it before, the reason I think I liked him so much is that I remember as a kid, kind of forgetting about Power Rangers from the get go, and like I forgot about Mighty Morphin to a bit, and I didn't realize they all did coexist. And I was like, well, maybe that was just then. And then they showed him, and you're like, wait, is that him again? And you're like, this is Tommy Oliver. This is Tommy Oliver. And it it, it just, Tommy Oliver, he's awesome. He's cool. He, he's got like super, he's got like the early 2000 hair. Yeah, short hair, no ponytail anymore. Super spike. Like the frizzy, and he's got glasses because he's a professor. Yeah, he's got like the douche spike. He's got like the Jersey Shore spike, but he's also wears glasses <laughs> and is a doctor. Oh my God, yes. I thought it was cool. And then um, the fact that, you know, he... He kind of had the Brachiosaur, which is kind of like the Titanus. It was cool. Yeah, I guess I guess he did. They they kind of break that one out every once in a great while. What else? What else about Tommy? And then um, Doctor Tommy. Well, no, don't. That was that. I was that. And then I wanted to go into uh, my my top one. I think it's just purely duh is Zordon. Which season or which movie? Any over one over another? Brian, I don't know. Brian Cranston was actually pre- I liked him as Zordon, but not into like. Not that much. Well, keep in mind, too, he was also a, he was part of the ship. Like, his consciousness was downloaded into the ship, and he was grouched, too, by the way. Yeah. But David Felding Zordon was just in a tube. Well, he wasn't in the tube, unlike in the movie, he was in the tube. But in the first three seasons, he was, basically, the tube was the way that they could FaceTime. Was that really what it was? More or less, because remember in Green with Evil, where his connection was, he was in bad, he was in 3G service, hit or miss and he was like hey alpha locked on to sector two whatever q9 it's sad that i remember that so then she locks onto that and eventually he goes from static to like intermittent zordon to eventually he comes back oh i didn't i missed on that bit yeah basically he was just an uh it was like an interdimensional being is what is the way he described himself in one of the early episodes hmm I guess when the children's show tries to take itself seriously. Well, it was the first, you know, yeah, you have to... Attempt at, attempt at an explanation. Yeah, well, it was the first season, too, so you have to start somewhere. True. Plus, FaceTime wasn't a thing, neither was Skype or high-speed internet, so... So they're like, what can we say? Something. Power Rangers science. But anyway, so that was that. So, and you want, you want to hear mine? Uh, you want to hear mine? Yeah, so what, did, what do you got for us? What are you bringing... So my second, my number two pick, because you skipped me. Oh. That's okay. My number two has to be Master G from Samurai. Yeah. Because, A, he rode a motorcycle without a helmet. He eventually started wearing a helmet. But he also wore those shit kicker pants. Like, I can kick, I can do a split while kicking. You know, I can kick so high it's a split. I I missed Samurai, so I, I really don't know him at all. Do you ever watch Super Mega Force at all? Nope. Okay. Well, he was basically like I would he I would say he was he reminded me and I'm going to get in trouble saying this, but he reminded me of he was more like he wasn't Japanese at all. I would say he was more Brooklyn Italian, not quite as harsh of an accent, but that combined with maybe a little bit of Middle Eastern descent. So he was kind of a, a like a mixture of the two. Probably a little bit more of other stuff too as well, but he also drove a motorcycle. He was soft-spoken about things, but not like Steven Seagal whispering. <laughs> Although that would be a hilarious, quite funny mentor to bring in as a, as a joke. I would laugh hysterically. It'd be kind of funny. Who's your, who's your number one? Uh, you know, and, and I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I don't know who all of these, all of these are, but I, I did like the way... Well, from who you know. Yeah, I mean, there's only a couple of them, though. Like, Zordon's really good. Tommy was good. I did like the way the uh, Solaris Knight... Uh, Dag- was it named Daggeron? Or his name, Daggeron? Or, or the White Mystic Ranger? Basically, either of them from Mystic Force look pretty cool. I did like the quirkiness of Dr. K from RPM, from the little bit that I've seen. Never saw RPM. That's what I missed. It's not bad. 
but yeah, I think I'm going to have to go with Zordon. I think Zordon's a given. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And and so here's a question for you. Zordon was in the Turbo movie. I know this because we watched it recently. Mm-hmm. Was he, did he, he have to like scoot out of there after the movie for Demet- Demetria? I know it's, no, it's, it was in the first episode or something like that. Something happens where he's taken or he's, he's gone away to go do something else. Okay. And that's why Demetria stepped in to fill in for him. Did they still use the power chamber? Yeah, they had a power chamber and everything. Same one or a different one? A uh, new power chamber. Of course. The, the power chamber that was in the Turbo movie. Yeah, it was the same one. Oh, was it the same one as Zio? It looked like it. Similar, yeah. They dressed it up for the movie because they had a budget, but True. probably the same one. Yeah, about the same one. Yeah. Then. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I noticed also yeah. on this list there's three seasons that they didn't have uh, that there was not a mentor in space, Lost Galaxy, and well, Time Force. Time Force kind of had the mentor, the the leading one that kind of fell, that like kind of tracked through time. Uh, time Force would be the Pink Ranger, I would say. Jen Scott. Yeah, she would. I'm pretty sure she would more or less, more or less, be the reason, like the the driving force behind it. She was one of the original five Rangers, though, correct? Yeah, she was. She was kind of like the one that. She, they were where they were because they were chasing someone that she was connected to. Yeah, the dude with the Sorry. with the face, the, the the mutant. Yeah, he he looks like honestly, I don't know if you ever played it, but he looks a lot like Kellogg from Fallout Four. Nope, didn't think so. No problem. Never played it. He he looks a lot like him though. I mean, I I would I would also argue that Alpha would also be the mentor for In Space. Really? Yeah, I would. Uh, Alpha less. Alpha Six. Um, no higher voice. The Jive Talking Alpha? Yeah. That was Alpha 6. Alpha 6 then, yeah. And then also Lost Galaxy, from what I remember, I want to say Lost Galaxy was... Wasn't that like the inmates were running the asylum type thing? Oh, Lost Galaxy was... they. It was kind of in space, took a, a jump further. And this is where it gets confusing with time displacement because it takes place in, in a galaxy... Like Earth is starting to colonize outside, and they have a space station that's floating out and about out there. I started watching Lost Galaxy the other day or the other week. How was it? Honestly, I like it. It was definitely it was a fresh take of some sort. You know, you weren't tied directly to Zordon. It was it was the first one after the break, so it was kind of like, all right, I see where you're going. Um, they have Balkan Skull still, which is kind of still funny. I thought. Or not Bulk. Yeah. Skull. It was Bulk and the Professor. That's right. Yeah, because Skull was or no Skull. Wait. Skull didn't get on the thing in, nope. in Skull space. Skull got left. Yeah. Well, because he he went to college. Or wait, hold on. No, wait. The actor did because he didn't get on the thing. Yeah, that's right. The ship and leave. He didn't get on the ship, and he um because Turbo's that. How does in space work? No. Was it in space where they go into outer space with Balkan Bulk Skulls on that? Hmm. In space. Do they go into space? Hmm. But no, because it's also in... I don't know if it's... Nope, it's Lost Galaxy because they, they're trying to get tickets and everything. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Lost Galaxy where they finally split Bulk and the Professor. Yeah. Because they forgot to wake up Skull. Oh. But anyway, let's move forward. That was just a little, a nice little warm up, man. I liked it. I liked it. All right. So, you're gonna recap. So, what last time we talked, we were, we should have recorded something and we didn't. And by now, it's old news. Old news, but whatever. It's still fun and still good to talk about. So, they're doing the morphing the sh- shattered grid crossover storyline in the Power Rangers comic series, and this is crossing over all the series, right? Yeah, both. Uh, well, there's only two, but yeah. Just the two. Because it's crossing over. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that don't read the comics and me, because I, I don't have time to read comics anymore, really. Give us a simple wind up. What's, what's been happening? What's going on? What is happening now? All right. Because don't, you don't have to introduce Lord Dracon. We know who he is. Like, we've talked about him enough. Yeah. So here's the, the real quick once over. If you recall Power Rangers from 1969. Mm-hmm. Grace, the former Red Ranger from mm-hmm. that went to the moon, 
She has a company that basically has been trying to help the Rangers because she feels guilty from having three team members being killed in their only mission, blah, blah, blah. Basically, they've been working with the Rangers to try to find threats before they happen, minority report them, and uh, get there ahead of time. Turns out she has her own Zord. Kind of strange. The events happens, adventures happen, blah, blah, blah. Billy finds a secret wing that nobody's allowed to go to while he's trying to fix some stuff. He can't actually get there because bouncers are bigger than he is. Security guys with guns. So he just teleports himself there. Oh, okay. Makes sense. At the end of issue 24, mm-hmm. who does he see in like this giant, like, um, I can't even, it, it's a very comic booky type of holding cell, you know, where they got, they're basically like their arms and their legs are out and they have like these electrodes around their hands, holding them in place and they can't move. Who do we see there? Lord Ken from the other dimension. How did he get there? Who knows? That's the end of 24. 25, basically, some way, somehow, he grabs Saba from this earth, where Tommy is mm-hmm. not gone evil. Yes. But in the comics, is Tommy green yet, or, or is he white yet, or is he still green? He is still green. Okay, so Saba is still undiscovered to them. To that Tommy on, to the, to, here's where it gets weird, and it kind of breaks from continuity of the show. Saba exists already. We never saw Saba in the TV show. So Saba exists while Tommy is still green and they know about him, but they know about him because they've seen Draken on his yes. earth. So we've seen the, we've seen Saba from the alternate. I remember this much back in like issue seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. When they first introduced him, he gets a hold of Saba. He escapes Grace's whatever. And Tommy and Kimberly go on a date and they're like, oh, this is weird. They end the date without kissing even though they both wanted to, but, you know, that whole teenage angst drama thing. Teenage angst. Yeah, super angry, brooding and emoting. So they turn around, they both walk separate directions. Next panel, you see someone yell Tommy from off, from outside the the, the bubble, from outside the panel. Off panel. (laughs) Yeah, Tommy turns, shut up. Tommy turns his head, turn the page, because that's what you do when there's a, a spoiler alert. Um... And uh, whoop, 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 spoiler alert, by the way. Then you see Tommy, young Tommy, Green Ranger Tommy. You see a shadow protruding from his chest all of a sudden. The shadow, uh, the next panel, the shadow pan to a little bit to the left so you can see what's behind him. It's Draken stabbing Tommy with Saba. Damn. End of the issue. So this is where they leave us. That's where they. That's where we leave off. Issue twenty six comes out. I think next week at the time of this recording. Holy shit! Yeah, this is why you needed to read it. I did not read Go Go number eight, which ties into it. I only got my copy a couple of days ago because my store sold out, and they had to go find me a copy because I have a subscription for it. it's on my pull list, and they're real good about getting stuff. But so there's that. It's like where the hell does it go now? I'm I'm thinking like. After you hear that, so Tommy in the continuity that we know basically is dead or they want us to think he's dead. Will he die? We don't know. But Kimberly eventually turns around and runs back and, and sees that he is well, that laying we, there. We've already established that they're, they're altering continuity and just saying this fits in. Yeah, this is. We didn't show it to you before and there's obvious reasons. If you're reading this and you're a Power Ranger fan, you're going to say, well, Duh, they couldn't put that on a cartoon, so just take it for what it is. Take it as more lore that just you didn't know before. Well, and, and so he, here's here's where maybe it deviates, maybe it like you say, it's interwoven in between the, the, the lines. Where do we go from here? Like in which one was it where the guy built an android son who was the Red Ranger? Which Power Rangers was that? Was that Operation Overdrive? I think it was. I don't I don't recognize it, so it's gotta be past I think it's overdrive. Red. I think it's overdrive. It's past Dino Thunder. Yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be overdrive or or later. Because I don't recognize We'll go with that one because it was a bad it was a kind of a shitty one. Basically this rich dude develops the technology for Power Rangers and he builds a son who he also builds with the you know he matrixes the shit out of his brain so that he can whoop some ass mm-hmm. dude thinks he's a real boy but it turns out he's pinocchio the whole time <laughs> it's like reverse pinocchio all right but 
it, it's it's wild because what if that's the way that the white what if the white ranger's really an android oh shit in the long run, I mean, I'm just spitball. I have no clue. Like I said, twenty. Nah, they're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna fix it and make it make it all work. They're they're gonna fix this. Or do they? But because you, they've introduced the multiverse now. Or are they now pulling apart? Hey, guess what? This entire comic book that you guys have been reading and thinking is continuity. This is a brand new universe that just. Splits you off. Just it's a split off that you haven't been watching. Could be. I mean, it, it could be that. It, that's why. That's why stuff is happening differently for our, for for this team. Well, and but where I was going with that is, what if they pull across a Tommy from a different universe, and he's nah, they wouldn't nah, because he's still Tommy from another universe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like the you know maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe Draken is. I'm curious to see where they do because it can, it can go many places. Yeah, I'm curious to see more of this more of this on the screen though because i didn't this is where i didn't know was said or announced is that not announced jason yet. david frank well no it's not announced but jason david frank says that he's interested in playing laura dracon on the screen uh-huh he said that after the two and a half to three minute trailer that he put out on youtube where they filmed a teaser for shattered grid shattered grid have you have you seen it Yes, I saw the trailer. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was awesome. And he's been posting. It, it, it heavily reminded me of that fan power, the Power Rangers fan film that went through. Yeah, good point. Which is ironic because he hated that. Saban he hated that. Oh yeah, he, Saban. Well, he no, he hated. No, he did not like it. JDF hated very, it because it was not on brand. Let's be honest. He got mad that he couldn't profit off of it. Well, I'm, I don't know if it was that or not, but he got pissed. You know, he just didn't like it because it was on brand for power. It wasn't on brand for Power Rangers. Yeah, but mm, regardless, he was not happy about it, and now now he's putting out something that's very similar to it. Yeah, but it's official. It's officially licensed this because is, this is this is canon now. Yeah, for for whatever universe we're in, but yeah, it's kind of very actually. It didn't click, but it's very similar to that. To the freaking fan film. Yeah. It's very, very, very similar. I mean, they changed it on the Machine Empire and, Ro- and it being Rocky, but... It was Billy. I mean, it, or no, 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 because Rocky was the one that, that turns... No, it was Billy. It was evil. James Vanderbeek no. played Billy. He played Rocky. Sure. 100%. Because I thought he was hunting down original team members, not replacements. That's why they said, we let you into the group. We brought you in. Jason handed it over to you. Hmm. Yep. It was okay. it was Jason or it was Rocky, and um, they never showed Billy. I'm pretty sure though. I don't think they ever showed him or Trini. They never showed them too. Well, they didn't for I think for respectful for reasons. Ah. Uh, because, you know, she was dead. Yeah. I wonder why they wouldn't show David. Or J- Billy. I don't know. Who knows? But the whole idea, Lord Dracon, I mean, they, they switch it up. Instead of it being Rocky, they make it Jason, they make it uh, Tommy, and instead of being the Machine Empire, they put it on Rita, and hey, I, it works. It caught on something, and even the fact that they're utilizing it as almost an army, as you're a ranger, it was fought in a war setting. The whole more idea of the morphing grid, where they have like the elite rangers, and they're like the other colors are different squads. I hey hell, if it works, go for it. Well, that's kind of like different rangers being different squads, like an SPD, because mm-hmm. they were the backup team, weren't they? Yes, they were. And and you are right. I just looked it up because I had to be informed. It was Rocky, and you you my friend are right. Thank you, thank you. I like to be right. Yeah. Very proud when I'm right. JDF has been posting tons of behind-the-scenes pictures and and whatever on on his Instagram as of late, and they're man these these suits are amazing looking, like the oh I can't wait to well now that we officially got like a full on Lord Dracon, you know cosplayers are gonna go nuts over this. It's gonna be probably the biggest one, the most commonly for, oh it's good. This is gonna be this is gonna be the number one for Power Morphicon. Oh oh hands down, he'll be there as Lord Dracon on. Would you? Dude, wouldn't wouldn't that be something if that was him like incognito throughout the con, along with the other eight hundred people that are gonna do it? And he, like he just walking around and at times he'll just say stuff in character. 
mm-hmm. and everyone will look around to see who did it and it just everyone in helmets and you'd be like wait who did that wow i'm looking at his instagram right now actually and april 6 it says 10.5 million views in two weeks oh my god i'm curious how many there are right freaking now i'm gonna look by the way but i think it'd be crazy i think it'd be cool i really would like to see it explored more maybe like a mini series i don't know if netflix would be the right place for it right away though out of nowhere well they have every other power rangers thing on there i know but for it to be like a netflix project show and to be as specific as the comic book adaptation variation the comic book medium from the 90s show and like a spin-off like i don't know they would have to give a, like a modern take on the power rangers again i think that's helped why wouldn't they just, why couldn't they do, because we have the comic that tells us where we go from the point where he is Lord Draken, assuming that they don't do flashbacks. Why don't they do a show that can be gritty because it's on, it's on a streaming service. Why don't they do a show that shows what builds up to it? Maybe it's in the same universe, quite honestly. And when they got transported to that, quote, other dimension, it was just the future where they saw Tommy. It, it creates like a, a time loop like Terminator 2 or Terminator, where how does the future influence the past? But it happens because it happened. Yeah. Well, you know, like in Terminator 2, where they got the hand and the chip and they research it. And that came from the future back mm-hmm. to 1984. And then in 1992, they were researching future tech. So it's like it it had to have been invented in the future for it to come back and influence the past. Mm -hmm. Why not show maybe Tommy getting stabbed by Tommy and nobody was there to protect him or help him or warn him or whatever. Maybe that's what pisses him off to the point where he just kind of bides his time and starts knocking him off one at a time. Maybe it's the same universe, just different time frames. This one's current, one's future. They have to be done well. And have to be ex- executed in the right way because if it was forced or not done, if if it didn't care, if it didn't make sense, it's, yeah. Back to the Future trilogy is one of the best trilogies that does time travel and and continuity very well. Yeah, it, it it they they take it with care. I think this would have to just be very careful. Yeah, and they have to market it the right way because if they just threw it together and was like, "Hey, look what we did," a lot of people like, "Wait, what the hell? Where did this come from?" No, you know what they could do. If they get any of the writers or a couple of the writers from any of the Marvel TV show, Netflix shows that's not called Iron Fist and any showrunner that's not from Iron Fist or Inhumans, they could do a good job. They could write a good story based on a comic book, which is what all those guys do and gals. <laughs> the showrunner for Inhumans was the same showrunner as Iron Fist, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, he doesn't, he's not on season two, by the way. I, I, I'm pretty sure I know why. <laughs> yeah, go figure. Oh, my God. They killed the show before it even went big. Yeah. I watched a 20-minute YouTube clip the other day on Iron Fist. I was like, oh, I'm all caught up. I haven't finished it yet. Anyway, uh, Power Rangers, go back to that. Yeah. Um, I would like to see it. I think, honestly, you know what I would really like? Give me a hard reboot from the get-go. I liked the movie. I liked what they did. But you know what? We're going to give it to Netflix, and let's say we're going to play with this game, and we're going to play with the cosplay realistic look. Like the JDF dressed up as Lord Jacan where it looks kind of cosplay-ish because it looks old school. It doesn't look, it doesn't like like armor, like the new stuff, but it looks good. Because it's made by a cosplayer. I would 100% believe it, but give me some good quality that's like, oh, that looks good. You know what? Give me, give me some, ne- give me a Netflix reboot for Power Rangers. It's got to be condensed though, because you can't, give me, you can't give tease me all of season one. No, don't don't try to do all these different monsters every day. Give me one solid. Oh no, boom. it'd be more story than it would be monster of the day type thing. But you can't tease for ten episodes. Oh, this guy might he, he's coming, and then have him show up in like the last thirty seconds. No, no, I'm that, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying give me a boot, give me a reboot, and maybe halfway through the seasons where this character Tommy is introduced and he's evil, and at the end he's supposed to be good, and maybe that's what happens. Maybe that's at the end is. The end of the 12 episodes or 10 episodes is where Tommy goes from evil to good. And boom, that's it. That's season one. Season two. All right. Now, Tommy's now this start this off with the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger comic. They just that now they're Power Rangers. They just get this guy that they've just been fighting with about a month or two later. He's their friend now. He's trying to overcome stuff at the end of that season. Guess what? We're going to tease this Lord Jacan character and then just boom. Turn the comics of what they're doing, turn that into a Netflix series for me. 
and make it quality and make it good. And you know what? Even the Megazord battles don't make them giant, elaborate scenes. Maybe there's parts where it just shows a foot stomp down or do whatever they want to do to make it look authentic, make it look good, make it look like almost like a Pacific Rim if possible, where it looks like the giant robots look good fighting one another. And then just focus on this that's what i mean though like you can't wait three seasons to have the main story you know of no here's, don't, here's don't let that be the main draken's not the main story though that's just something to build up to tommy showing up he's the main story for season one season two is the inner conflict and the struggle and scorpina being the main story for season two season three is lord Jacan being introduced the alternate dimension because by then you've been in, it's two through two three years in you're invested in these characters you're now rewatching these same Power Rangers that you liked growing up with it's not every year a new season it's no we're gonna give you the Power Rangers you grew up with the ones you liked originally we're gonna focus on them in depth I'm gonna do you one better the first season first six episodes first seven episodes or even the first full season you deal with hard reboot like you said boom. These are the Power Rangers in a modern day. And then we pick up the second season, right where we left off the end of the first season. Like you said, the inner struggle. Tommy becomes good. Tommy stays good. But halfway through the season, you see where Tommy loses that struggle. Good, And Tommy is evil. And in the second season, you're left with a cliffhanger of Tommy is with the rest of the Power Rangers in the command center doing whatever as he normally would as good Tommy third season you find out that the second half of the second season you were watching the alternate dimension where tommy becomes draken or is on his way to draken the first half of the season is where tommy stays good so you've been watching two universes unfold at the same time no that's too confusing because we want to because you want to see it that way because you read the comics we're talking about everyone else that just jumps into it they are expecting power rangers the way they were and then they get to see the kind of twist from the comics telling you that's way too much Perhaps. I mean, it, it would have to be set up properly and it would have to be like they could mirror each other, but then Tommy is evil. Maybe go back and mirror after that and it could show where they mirrored. I'm telling you, they couldn't do that in the beginning. They would lose followers. The basic person that really doesn't like Power Rangers, that's like, I remember it as a kid, like Chris. If he was to watch it, he'd be like, all right, I'll give it a shot. But the minute started going way too far off path, he may be like, this way too, this way too far off. I'm not, I'm not following. Maybe, but people that aren't Power Rangers fans but will still watch it are in for the story in for the twists or they have a different like a similar background in understanding comics and, and being able to you know whatever this or that the problem with with writing a, a good story is you can't end unless it's the very last season you can't tie up every loose thread you have to keep threads open or you have to have cliffhangers example alf season three you know what i'm talking about the the ship came back from melmac and then that was the end of the season it was also the end of the show because fucking ABC canceled it. And I want to know if Alf went back to Melmac or not. Damn it. Didn't even do a damn made for TV. Yeah, but you but you literally just said you wanted to end season two with Tommy being stat or Tommy be, having a choice of good or bad. That's a cliffhanger because you don't know what he's going to do because, you know, and you just said you didn't want it. You want to. Uh, what if it gets canceled? It then, won't. Though? But I said you want a cliffhanger. I, if I said you didn't. Well, who th- wait, so so everyone else that saw the, the ending of Elf season three was like, oh, I can't wait to see this next thing. Yeah. Time. But ABC could could wait because they canceled the show in 1992 or whenever that was, you know. You know, right? Come on. You know what I'm talking about, Alf. Oh, my God. Alf. I know Alf. I, yes, I know what Alf. I... <laughs> I'm making a very. You're frustrating as hell on this. I swear. Basically, to God. the point I'm trying to make is you want some sort of cliffhanger of like, what the hell's going on? What's going to happen next? But at the same time, you, it's a very fine balance of you don't want your. And, and you're right. You don't want your audience to be completely confused. But you want them to. I'm telling you. You want them to, they come, to come back. They're coming in for Power Rangers and you, and you swerve them that much. You can't think with tunnel vision of this is Power Rangers. You have to draw to a broader audience than just the Power Rangers. I mean, I'm sure they do great. So the people coming to see it because this is Power Rangers, you don't want to give them Power Rangers. No, you want to give them that, but you don't want to give them just Power Rangers. You want it to be like, let's use the Marvel Netflix shows. You want them to come for the story, which is great. I'm sure you're aware of that. But you don't want them to get, they're tying, they're drawing in Law and Order people, fans and people that watch CSI and all those courtroom shows because they spend a fair amount of time in court, procedural dramas, 
you're also bringing in people that like action movies because there's a lot of it and you're also bringing in people that like comic books so you're not just catering to comic fans so you don't want to just cater to power rangers fans kind of like the power rangers movie it was a movie that didn't want to be a power rangers movie basically because how many how often were they in the get-ups i know and i'm okay with that what i'm saying though is because they found a good balance is, is really what i'm getting at yes but, but yeah, but you wanting to introduce Drakan that early or give a swerve that early? It depends what the... It's not, it's not, no, that's not focusing on your fans. Well, and, and I'm just thinking of, uh, and maybe I'm thinking what, tunnel vision all right, of... You, I, all right, by, by, I, you think? Well, no, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, to finish my thought, is um, maybe I'm just thinking more tunnel vision of he wants to do a Drakan series. What will okay, that in, what will that entail? That one hundred percent is different than what I was saying. And that though. and that's what I was basing all of my thoughts on was if it's a Draken series. There was literally a. I was explaining conversation A, and you were trying to argue conversation A with thought B that you didn't even bring to the table. I when see I was what you're talking C. about. <laughs> we both threw C puns in differently. Yep, sure did. I mean, two, I mean, now how about this one? Yeah. Plot twist. Ooh. We get both of our seasons back to back, and you see the development and split simultaneously. You could do that. You know, they're not no different than any other show. They're not going to put 20 episodes out when they're 10 episode seasons. So you, and, and that's where I was thinking too. Daredevil season one as the um, template here. Season one came out in late 2015 or early 2015, April, I think. Season two came out mid to late 2016. So there was like a year, year and a half apart. But, you know, there were other shows sprinkled about that were tied into it. So they did season one of Universe A, Mm -hmm. then drop in Universe B and be like, well, this is what... Six months later. And keep it somewhat similar, but make it different enough so someone's not saying, I'm watching the same show. They can say, well, this is... It's like Days of Future Past with the X-Men cartoon. How it was a little bit the same, but a little different too. Where they're like, all right, we're rewatching the same stuff, but enough is di- make you have to make it distinctly different to make it engaging and fun. Yeah. And then what you would do is just at some point you would be like, all right, you had season one of this show and season one of this show. Season two is really season is a new show for both of them. Make that the defenders. Boom. Where they're they're now here, and then you could go back off into season two of Power Rangers A and season two of Power Rangers B. Yeah, they, they kind of come to a, a mesh point and then they interweave and then they kind of go their separate ways again. I, I, I like the way you're thinking there. That, I mean, honestly, you know what honestly I'm trying to think of is how do I get more Power Rangers in my life? Yeah. That was really, that was a, that was a key focus. I think that's a focus. That's a lesson to learn. If you learn anything from this show is that you just need more Power Rangers. All you need is Power Rangers, really. That's what I'm saying. Two Power Rangers, two Furious. Exactly. And if there's zero Power Rangers, you're extra Furious. You're keeping it 100. I still don't know what that means. All the time. Exactly. But yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I like the fact that Higgins is, I don't know who else he's working with, but man, he is, Kyle Higgins is, is he's killing it with. The story's awesome. I mean, the comic is great. The, the Shattered Grid is awesome. The fact that I bought five of the same issue with variant covers speaks to the fact that I hate variant covers. That's the reason I stopped collecting. That's the reason. I spent almost two. Variant covers, I think. Variant covers, I'm pretty sure, are one of the reasons that I've stopped. Because if you were to get, like, you one book, one purchase turns into a $10 collection every month. Do you know what I spent that day when I bought those variant covers? I can only imagine. Do you want to know? I kind of do. I spent $200. That's fucking crazy. I bought the one per store variant. I bought. There was one that looked, honestly, there was one there that looked like a Johnny Townsend variant. I'm dead serious. I'll put it up on our Instagram and I'll tag him. But I swear, the first time I looked at it, I'm like, did, did Boom commission Johnny to do this? Really? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like, I think I know the guy that did this. And then I looked and I was like, I don't know this guy. And it's definitely not Johnny Townsend. But, I mean, like I collect vinyl now. And I really don't collect. I'm like, I'm buying for like a reason. Yeah, but vinyl's also really expensive again, too. Vinyl's expensive. But I feel like, honestly, when I was really buying books on the regular, I think I was spending more money on books than I did vinyl. Well, a comic book is three to ten. Yeah, but remember, like I said, I'm a vi- I'm a I'm the variant collector. Yeah, it's so I'll go after all your variants. I, I'm that guy where 
you know? And then I jumped out before, and then I think, I don't know. The the completest mentality. It's horrible. I hate it. It's obsessive, and it's, it's like, Arr! The OCD, ADD, completest mentality. No, I have it. I, I know. I know, because it's, it's slowly affecting me in the vinyl world where I I want to cl- I want to buy this album, but I don't want the variant cover, the variant pressing. I want the pressing with the original work, and I'm like, oh no, here it comes. Yeah, I recently started collecting, not collecting, but picking up vinyls as well. And when I say collecting them, I mean I'm stealing them from my parents slowly but surely. Nice. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. You know, I I kind of go off i kind of go back and forth on variant covers and you know i got the they're all in my box they're like here we got these six i only bought four of them and i bought the rest of my pool list which put me over 200 holy shit i was just like oh man but i had to get the one is it for the month i mean yeah yeah i I didn't go for three weeks but you know those i just sent you the it's a wraparound cover looking at it again it doesn't at first glance it really looked like it but especially the ones in the background kind of sort of reminded me of johnny's art style but the ones that they had, they're like, hey, we have this one, we have this one, we have this one, we have this one. Hey, do you want this one? And here's a polybag one. I started looking at them and I was like, oh, is it really worth this much? Not thinking, oh, I have a pull list. I'll get my 10% discount off of these anyway. It would have been more. And then I started looking on Amazon. I'm like, well, this is the going rate for these. Like uh, the standard cover, the variant cover, it's polybagged, like Death of Superman with black polybag and a silver lightning bolt, Power Rangers lightning bolt. Yeah. The logo they're using for Shattered Grid. And it's like a one in six standard cover. Really? It's like issue zero. Remember where they're holding their helmets at their at their chest? For the first uh, issue zero or issue one. And they're going for polybagged on Amazon for like 40 bucks now. Oh, shit. The weekend I bought it, they were going for 25. And uh, the one per store that I bought was going for like 95 on Amazon. I'm like, well, I probably should buy this then. And now what is it now? Like, what is it going for? Um, I haven't looked today, but I'll look right now. I'm curious. So the day, the, so the polybagged one that you bought for what? $10? Five, cover price. $5. Because it's the standard one. Oh, it's on Amazon for $20. Oh, well, you really lost your shot at selling that then. Eh, I'm okay. There's a, the one per store variant. Oh, it has gone up to 150 That's pretty cool. I mean, you you made a big turnaround there. The Johnny Townsend cover. 26 and oh here's a tv guide from june 24 1995 with jdf on the cover that's that's not what we need i'm looking for power rangers 25 it's good i mean i don't know if it's worth it yeah no that's her you lose me on the completest the completest mental mental set there i can usually i can usually say all right sean you just need to walk away but this one was it caught me off guard and I was like, oh, that's, I'm going to get this. I spent 20 minutes hemming and hawing about it at the store, at the counter. Like I was like, oh, give me another five minutes. And they're like, okay, we understand. Damn. So I'm I'm looking forward to the next, the next, the rest of the story. The next week of, pur- I'm looking forward to see the next week of purchase, the next month of purchases from you. Yeah, I'll pu- I'll put the different covers that I bought on online on what is the thing called Instagram? Instagram. But my my I have an app on my phone that tells me that I can basically it's called CLZ Comics Collector mm-hmm. where, you know, basically I can log what comics I have bought, what covers, etc. and it's really thorough, but there's only three the same thing. There's only three variants for issue 26, 27 and 28 so far. Mm. But I don't know Sometimes they release more. This one had 11 because it was the first issue. And Man. Yeah. Damn. All right. Well, I have nothing else to bring up. Do you, Sean? Uh, Sean has also exhausted his content for the day. <laughs> I've exhausted mine. Uh, let's start winding down. Uh, you have anything, any last bits of uh, information to share or tell anyone about? No. No. All I got, all I got to promote for myself is uh, check out my new podcast, Vinyl Divers. Check out the kind of new show, Hardly Awesome Podcast. Check out everything else on the BICBP radio and catch me on social media. Sean, you want to say goodbye? Nope, that's uh, that's all I got. Um, I've been Sean Fritz. I'm in. I'm Anthony Mullen. See you guys next week. <laughs>